Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope it's been a great year for you. It has been for us. And uh, we are excited because we get to do something that we have made. Well, we've, we've made it into... Tradition. We've made it into a tradition here at What's Your Weird Story podcast. And before we get into the uh, special tradition, uh, I would like to introduce my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Hey, Barry. Thank you very much for that traditional introduction that you've made. Um, I appreciate that. Oh, smiling sensei. I don't know if you saw me do the fist and hand, (laughs) the official... Very good, very um, good. Reading there, um, one hand is open for peace, and the other is open to fuck you up. There you go. Right? Yeah, that's yin right. and yang. Okay. Yin and yang. That's yep. right. Yep. Okay. That's what my mom used to teach me. And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Good. We made it through the holidays, and, uh, you know, now we're winding the year out, and uh, this is our um, end of the year, as you said, tradition uh, we are bringing you news, weird news, strange news of 2022. We did a uh, first part of the year um, uh, somewhere in the summertime, of, so we're doing the second part of the year, culminating, gathering, aggregating all these interesting news stories um, that uh, we have found and sharing them with you, discussing them amongst ourselves, uh, as we tend to do. We do off of uh, mic anyway, so we always like to do this on mic and share them with you. Our friends and lovers of Weirdsville, you know, we're family. Um, I don't know if that makes it weird that I said lovers or not. I don't know why that came out. But hey, we love you, Weirdsville, uh, because you guys are what make all of this happen with your stories and your support and listening to us. Uh, And remember, if you uh, haven't subscribed to us um, or you don't download our episodes, do that. Download them every week. Subscribe. That helps us with tracking and numbers and stuff. Makes us look good. Makes us look professional. Absolutely. Hey, and by the way, We've had a pretty good uh, showing, uh, at mm-hmm. least with our Spotify numbers. Uh, yeah. We are in the top 20% of uh, all podcasts, apparently. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is awesome. I mean... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, we had a great year for that. We have only to have you guys to thank. Um, and, and uh, you know, we, we know that we're... Uh, for the for our subscribers, the people who do subscribe to us on, on, on Spotify... Um, we are we rank highly in your uh, you know uh, slots of your ranking of the, the things you do follow and that you listen to and so we really appreciate that 
Absolutely. If we're anything, it's consistent. So, uh, yeah. and, I, and I know, I mean, one of the stats was that we were uh, pretty highly ranked when it came to being shared. So we appreciate you guys mm-hmm. sharing uh, Absolutely. The, the podcast. That's huge. Yeah, and that, and and honestly, we know that that can only reflect on iTunes and other podcatchers. So we appreciate it all. Um, yeah, so you know, share us with your friends um, as you continue doing that. Um, continue liking and uh, downloading, and give us reviews if you have the opportunity. iTunes is really big on that, and. I think Spotify, you might be able to do like some kind of review, or but we appreciate that because we appreciate you guys. Um, Weirdsville is, you know, you you're our 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 one and only. Can't take that away from me. Um, you are our one and only. Uh, I'm trying to find other songs. You are the wind beneath our wings. You are the eye in the sky. Ooh, I can't feel your mind. Wait, how did that go? Um, You're my soul and inspiration. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, don't stop believing. Wait, uh, well, yeah, that's a good one too. Um, anyway, we love you guys, and so um, here's our end of the year nonsense. Um, you know that is the news. Um, so news sense. Um, no, nuisance sounds even worse. Um, <laughs> there's some of the <laughs> weird stories that we found in 2022 to share with you. Uh, so let's 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 kick it off. Hey, 2022, what's your weird story? So here's a story from Reuters from June 9 of uh, 2022. That's of course this year, since that's what we're doing. Um, Headline is, Two rescued from chocolate vat at Pennsylvania Mars Inc. candy factory. <laughs> Great. Right? Makes me automatically, my mind Willy goes Wonka. to Willy Wonka yeah. and Strange Brew. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, firefighters from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, extracted two people from a vat of chocolate after they had fallen into it earlier that day um (laughs) so apparently uh the tank was about waist high full of chocolate at the uh, mars factory and um in lancaster county pennsylvania and uh while the people were were unhurt uh they were unable uh to get out wow yes so apparently the trouble started around 151 and uh the (laughs) They didn't say how they got. They didn't say how the people uh, became trapped in chocolate. I can only guess they're pulling an Augustus Gloop there and yeah, starting yeah. eating it. But uh, yeah. uh, they started around you know ten to about ten to two. They got the first one out at three ten, and uh, then the second person out about fifteen minutes later. Wow! Yeah. So safe, it a, but it was a big vat. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, man. Well, I mean, it sounds like Ice a deep, dude. Yeah, too. that sounds like a like you might say, oh, that sounds like a dream, but like that's got to be hot. It's gonna be well. It's yet yeah, definitely got to be a little bit warm for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. For it to be, you know, um, liquid. Yeah. Uh, of course, how thick it was, you know, would be obviously the heat would affect that too. Um, 
but yeah, I you know where they they didn't really go into it too much about you know were they workers? Yeah, were they uh, tourists? Were they you know Oompa Loompas? You know, or what? <laughs> did they but, win? Uh, did they win the contest? They, yeah, but well, they they, they seem to won a contest, but uh, <laughs> you know. And the sad thing is, man, here the saddest thing about all of this is that all of that chocolate in that vat had would have to been destroyed. Oh yeah. That's, they can't clean it. They have to destroy it all. That's you know, awful. Got to be so much. Yeah. You know, and because uh, those things, you know, think about like a big, um, like a, a, a water, cool, not cooler, but a water trough, the big circle ones that you give for cattle, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And think of it. So it's, you know, it's probably pretty dang pretty good big. Size. Yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of money. That is. Wow. Tough. Crazy, man. Crazy. Well, I've got one from Newsbreak.com, and the title of it is, The First Person to Live for a Thousand Years Has Already Been Born, Says Scientists. Although aging is a natural process, humans since time immemorial have sought to fight it. Dr. Aubrey de Grey, a brilliant scientist and co-founder of SENS Research Foundation, has stated that Science will find a way to control aging in the next 20 years. The SINS Research Foundation, an NGO organization that performs research programs and public relations work for the application of regenerative medicine to aging, has an anti-aging solution. Our mission is clear the doctor says, the medical defeat of aging via damage repair. And he believes people could live for 10 centuries with with research. Isn't that crazy? I, uh, you know, we saw a few years ago, uh, this is just a couple of years ago, they said that the first person to live to 150 had been born. But Mm -hmm. now, I mean, we are pushing that like way above and beyond that and you know with as as we keep pushing our technology and medicines i see a world where ai and the integration of the human being become one you know uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with what Elon Musk is trying to do with the uh, Neuralink and all that and yeah we're still a ways away though yeah that. but yeah, if, I mean, if if they, I mean we we could be immortal by that point mm-hmm. interesting wow yep. that's crazy all right i've got another uh, cute one here from people magazine uh, december 9 uh, first grader gets government approval to keep pet unicorn. Uh, needs to <laughs> <laughs> unicorn it needs regular access to rainbows. That's one of the stipulations. Nice, so, nice. Uh, little girl identified only as Madeline wrote a letter to the Los Angeles Department of Animal Care and Control on November 14th, asking for permission to quote have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. End quote. And a couple of weeks later, she was approved. Uh, (laughs) The first first grader from California has achieved every little girl's dream of having permission to have her own pet unicorn. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. The... uh, 
the department uh, wrote back, thank you very much for your letter requesting permission to have a unicorn in your backyard. I am pleased to tell you that the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control does license unicorns under the following conditions. (laughs) One, the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in Los Angeles County Code Title 10. Two, the unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, that's man. That's great, oh, man. Oh, but there's more. Uh, three, uh, unicorn is fed one of its favorite treats, watermelon, at least once a week. <laughs> Four, the unicorn's horn must be maintained to be uh, to be in good health. This requires polishing at least once a month with a soft cloth. <laughs> Five, uh, any sparkles or glitters glitter used on the unicorn must be non-toxic and biodegradable to ensure the unicorn's good health. <laughs> and then they uh, they the, they praised Madeline for her responsible pet ownership and enclosed a pre-approved unicorn license for when she could find one. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's great, man. I love when people when people have the ability to squash dreams or to play along. Uh, I love yeah. I love the playfulness of it. It's great, man. Absolutely, dude. Um g- <laughs> going on with the article, she, she put a lot of thought into this. She was doing the right thing by contacting uh, the licensing agency to make sure that it would be okay for her to have a unicorn. And we wanted definitely to respond and encourage that sort of behavior. That's awesome. Uh, she, she's got a bright future ahead of her. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, you know, it, like you said, dude, like, just uh, encouraging that kind of behavior in a child because it is it is you are encouraging responsibility. You know the child is being encouraged uh, by her parents to do that, and mm-hmm. so she wrote the government, and you know, and that right. you know, and the government, you know, can be rather no, no nonsense, but. Uh, you know, no, noting that it's a child, and it showed her letter there, and so you obviously knew it's a child there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, they they played along, and um, you know, gave her gave her that uh, you know the encouragement and the just that wonder, you know, keeping wonder in the world, keeping that excitement and that joy. Yeah. Of you know of of you know and magical thinking, you know, in a way, you know, so that. These things, you know, that little girl can believe that that, and if this thing, if it does happen, that she can find one, yeah, you know, a real yeah. one, right? You know, right? Uh, conditionally, on the condition that she can find a real one, then she has permission to actually to keep that unicorn as long as she maintains its uh, health, and that's you know wonderful. Even in you know, and that's in a in an urban area, so you know you don't get that too often yeah. that you can keep a large animal totally. uh, like a unicorn. So totally. Well, there's hope for Hub if he finds yeah. if he finds Bigfoot. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, absolutely. Um, so good luck to Madeline uh, finding that unicorn, and uh, of course, good luck to uh, uh, Jeff to uh, finding his 
unicorn in the Bigfoot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I've got another one here from newsbreak.com. This kind of is, harkens back to uh, the, the humans being able to live for a thousand years. Uh, and the title of this is Scientists Discover a Planet Where Humans Can Live Up to 9,943 Years Old. Uh, time is the most preci- precious thing that we as humans have, but not enough of it. Due to the way physics work, time moves at a faster and slower pace, uh, pace on different planets. Scientists have discovered a potentially hab- habitable planet a, a hundred light years away from Earth where the average life expectancy would be 3,158 years. This is because time over there moves at a, at a slower pace compared to the Earth. Under the direction of an astronomer, the multidisciplinary team of researchers have found two planets cir- circling the star, TOI-4306, about 6.5 times smaller and half as hot as our sun is TOI-4306. The first planet is designated uh, as TOI-4306b or LP-890-9b. So that's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a brain fry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just 2.7 days to complete an orbit around its star. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And is around 30% larger than the Earth. The oh, aver- wow. The average lifespan uh, on Earth right now is 73 and a half years. As a result, TOI-4306b, which has a su- substantially shorter year due to its orbit and uh, extremely brief orbit, would have an average life expectancy of 9,943 years. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's that crazy, crazy to think about. You know, and with, uh, if it's habitable, we can go there. Um, yeah. I wonder how fast it turns, uh, how, much, how long a day is there. Uh, let's see. The planet has an orbit period of roughly 8.5 days and is 40, 40% bigger than the Earth. Um, I don't know if it goes into, uh, let's see. Um, hold on. I'm looking here. Let's see. We yeah, might just be say. that we don't know that yet. You know, yeah, if it's a re- fairly recent yeah, discovery, it doesn't, so. it doesn't say. But it's fascinating. But- yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, now we um, it, it, look our potential to get off planet and to send people to other galaxies uh, is greatly increased now since we have, um, you know, we're going to have the way we're unlocking the uh, aging uh, process to yeah. stop, you know, make right. sure so we can live longer. And, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, it, in re- uh, also in recent news, um, it, it, we've made giant breakthroughs in fusion technology uh, for fusion power sources. Yep. Um, which you know we're still going to be uh, decades away from having that in our uh, as as our main power source in our grid and all of that stuff. Yep. 
Um, but that just occurred this past week here uh, in this early part, uh, or w- as we record this in this early part of December. Um, the, yeah, huge, huge, huge breakthrough for energy with fusion because it'll be cheap, it'll be abundant, and it's uh, not like fission, yeah. uh, which is what we, the current nuclear type power that we have, which creates you know, radioactive waste. Fusion is like the sun, so it kind of just, you know, it makes its own thing. And, and the fact that, you know, we're, we've made a giant leap to where we've done it, they've done it. Um, on a small scale is amazing. And I know my, my dad, um, who was a science teacher, would have been just amazed yeah. by this because I remember him talking about fusion and fission yep. and teaching us when we were younger, you know, uh, what w- the difference and what, you know, we that we weren't able to do uh, to produce fusion. But um, I'm. I'm, I hope, gosh, I hope that I'm um, <laughs> saying it right now because now I'm fusion, yeah. Um, uh, but we could do, we, we've been able to do fission since, obviously, since uh, the Manhattan Project, since the, the 40s uh, with the atomic bomb. And really, considering all those things considered, you know, we're not that far along past that, that we've cr- created this yeah. uh, fission. And again, if we were able to harness this, this may be another, you know, a thing that could we could use to pilot, not to pilot, but to fuel um, spacecraft and make it to where they could go faster than light, or mm-hmm. fa- as fast as light, or faster than light, which would be more ideal, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, there's no telling what else that we could do with with this kind of of, of a process and creating energy and using it. Um, you know, it may be something that where. Um, you know, I mean, we, we we can all have Iron Man suits, you know, yeah. or something. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if you have um, super, you know, inexpensive energy that's abundant, um, you know, it, it it can be it can unlock the, our potential in mankind. Yeah, and all it's just to me, it's an it's an amazing thing. We're, we'll get more in the future, but it's just one of those achieve it's an achievement it's a massive achievement for humankind yeah and i'm i'm very excited about it 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 really makes things it it shines light onto things that you know in our life that so many things in our world are you know we're bound to the laws of this planet that we're born on and a lot of that has to do with you know obviously the way that humans have evolved the way that the the planet itself has evolved over time the 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 actual timeline that we're on as far as we exist in within the universe where we're at as far as what we understand scientifically and it's like i feel like we're at the cusp for sure i mean you know the 20th century was a really huge time period as far as, you know, or even even I would say that, you know, the 19th century also with 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 industrial, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the advent of industrial way of processing things and manufacturing. And but the last 200 years have been pretty as far as human technology and evolution has been humongous. And yeah. We're just now to the point 
where our computer technology and things like that are there and scientifically we're able to sort of start to see these things Mm -hmm. and it's man in another 50 years it's going to be like a whole different world i think literally well you know even in 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 10 years time who knows what it's going to be because like you know, when we look at I mean, technology and uh, knowledge is growing so quickly and, and, yeah. and so rapidly, yeah. uh, the rate of change, like you said, is, you know, we were for so long, um, you know, we just had, we had, uh, you know, steam engines, internal combustion yep. engines. Yep. And then, you know, we we broke into, uh, you know, where we had atomic power and that's a, you know, when we had flight and then atomic power and then all, you know, all these advancements that were long in between, but these giant advancements are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter in between. Yep. And, you know, that's just, again, it's hopefully that we can just hold on to them and use them safely and productively yeah. for and to benefit all of mankind. Yeah. Um, because you know, again, it's it's you know, that's why I'm I'm very I'm very hopeful now. I have a glimmer of hope in me now for the future uh, because of just them saying we we've achieved this, even though the use of it is going to be a long time away. Um, we're able to do this now. And so we don't have yep. to worry so much about constantly relying on fossil fuels, which is not renewable. Right. And, um, and, you know, does not, it's not good for us. It's not good for the planet, but you know, we now have this thing. I mean, nuclear power was, was better, but it was dangerous, yep. you know? Yep. And now we have something that is, more powerful, more, uh, you know, for the most part, it's more stable. It doesn't have the same kind of terrible um, after products and everything. So it's, yep. that's, man, that's the future, man. That's science fiction. That's right. hope to yep. me. Yeah. That's yep. something where it's like we now have something, you know, that we, that is, it's a major, major accomplishment. And uh, obviously we're nerding out about it here. So we hope that. Uh, this news is fantastic to you guys, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Here's from AP News from December 7th. Berlin, Germany. Police in Western Germany are appealing for help in a uh, in the cracking of a potentially very cold case. Authorities say about 60 containers of bull semen... <laughs> were stolen from a farm in a town of Ulfen, 90 km, uh, kilometers or 56 miles uh, northeast of Cologne late on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, oh, my. Um, <laughs> the police said in a statement Wednesday uh, that it is that while it's unclear how uh, the wrestle uh, happened, uh, the precious cargo needs to be super cooled with liquid nitrogen uh, at uh, mon- uh, minus 196 Celsius or uh, minus uh, uh, 320 degrees Fahrenheit, um, or the <laughs> or this or it's, it's spoiled. Um, <laughs> oh man! So they're asking the public for uh, any any tips. Um, that might lead to the recovery of the. Uh, I can only imagine is it just buckets 
uh, <laughs> of uh, sperm, which uh. were intended for artificial insemination. So it must be like, uh, dude, uh, 60 containers. I don't know how big the containers are. That's a lot. I mean, that's um, a lot. That's a lot of, of uh, bullshit, man. Wow. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, <laughs> animal semen, you know, for breeders, um, can be very expensive. Oh, it's liquid um, gold, you know? Uh, it's better than liquid gold, you know? <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's 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 like if they're prize winning, uh, like stallions, especially. Oh, big, uh, or big, genetic, big money. You know, you know, big, big money in in jizz, and it's just you know, it's just too bad. That's that a joke that just writes itself. Uh, well, I'm saying it. It's just too bad. It doesn't have. It doesn't. Uh, you know that it doesn't. Ha- humans don't have the same. Uh, um, you know. Financial uh, uh, gold. We don't have the same gold in our genes as uh, these bulls do. Well, Uh, you know, I mean, we could go that way, but boy, that would piss a lot of people off, wouldn't it? Hey, man, if I could, if I could, (laughs) I could make money off my sperm. I'd be going all the way to the bank. Well, you could. Uh, You could. My friends, you uh, know. Anyway, yeah, I, had, I probably could. You have know? you seen? There's a documentary that came out not long ago about a guy that went to the. You know, he he made regular deposits at the sperm bank mm. with the promise that those kids could not come back and find him. Right. Yeah, except. And then they, they found him, and they yeah, got together, was, and there was yeah. like a lot of them, a yeah, lot of yeah. them, like over a thousand or something. It like was that, a lot, and. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That yeah. uh, that's <laughs> that's a whole other issue. I could but have been if it's, if it was if it was that way for people, I could have been financially independent. Yeah, for years. <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I could literally yeah. be working now. I could be working into way into my retirement. Of course, of course, you know, man. That's where it was. So, of course. Anyway, yeah. amazing, um, amazing. What know, a, what a story. Yes. What a story, man! Amazing. Sorry if that was too no, much. No, it's great. Some of you out there, uh, but uh, you know, somebody had to say it, and I've been biting the bullet a lot this year for the, somebody who has to say it. Um, Barry, next year it'll be Barry with That's the. Uh, definitely a weird story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one from MSN. Uh, this is from October twenty second of this year. And it's uh, one of my favorite subjects, UFOs. U.S. Congress makes UFO evidence public, which we've talked about uh, here on the show. And uh, But this is, uh, this is an article written. Uh, it says, is there life on other planets? Are UFOs, are UFOs displays of extraterrestrial technology or foreign powers doing infiltration work? For rational minds, the extraterrestrial explanation is hard to believe. But as the motto of the famous poster that Agent Mulder in the series X-Files hung in his FBI office said, I want to believe. believe. That's right. Um, So, you know, this... um, We covered it before... um, uh, the fact that this stuff hasn't gained more uh, publicity 
uh, is kind of mind blowing. Although it, it it came out at a time when we are deep in the COVID crisis, and it kind of got buried a little bit. But if you talk to anyone, just just a regular person about this kind of stuff, it seems to me everyone has an angle on it. Everyone has thought about it. Most people, anyway, have thought about it. And when you ask, and I'll have people even say to me, do you believe that? And my response is, absolutely. Now, what what these things are, of course, we're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. We're not positive as far as are these a- actual alien from another uh, planetary system from a different universe. I can't answer that. But uh, I do believe that there are things that out there that we cannot explain with technologies that we have not been able to come up with um, that are leading our leaders into a situation to where they felt like it was, for whatever reason, a good idea to let the, the, the American people know. Well, once again, I think it was they were pushed into a corner. And they right. really couldn't escape it because they were put there and uh, they had to, you know, denying it anymore. Um, you know, when we know that they've got people investigating these kinds of things, denying it, it, it just it was, just didn't make sense anymore. It wasn't, you know, people don't trust it when they say, no, nah, we're not doing that. People right. don't trust the government anymore for doing that stuff because we know that the government has, you know, misled and and lied to us um so you know it's kind of like they were forced they're like okay well we give them a little bit you know and then uh, we can kind of start you know pulling you know don't give them everything give them enough admit that there are things out there yeah uh that and admit that they're not ours we don't think that they're anybody else's on this planet we don't know what they are and then you leave it at that, and that way you're not saying these are UFOs. Well, would we, they you are saying they're UAPs, but you're not saying right. these are aliens. These are from another. We don't know what they are. They we don't know if they're from another planet, another time, another dimension, another universe. What we don't know, and 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 because you know they can't answer that, and which is a bigger broader thing for them to admit. Yeah. Again, as I, I've said before, you know that shows that they're. Uh, that shows complete lack of authority on the subject, and that is something that no government wants to really have. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, for sure. It's a fascinating story, and we've talked about it before, but it, it's really – it's in in a lot of ways, it's the human story because this, this, this idea is, you know, as, since modern man has been able to draw on caves and communicate in any way, it's – there's always that underlying thing about alien life. So cool stuff. And I'm sure next year we're going to hear more and, and we'll, we'll continue to bring that up on our podcast. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O 
R-W-E-I-R-D-S-T-O-R-Y. And that'll take you right there. I mean, you can never own enough clothing. Well, that's true, Barry. There's t-shirts for the ladies because, you know, they're cut differently. There's hoodies, which are really cool. There's two different kinds of hoodies. And there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff. That's so cool, man. So if you guys go out to Spreadshirt.com, what's your weird story? Currently, there are two designs, but there will be more going up very soon. So just keep your eyes out for that. And if you decide to get one of our shirts, tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook. Show your love. Show us what you got. Let's see your true colors. This is from CNN, and it's from November 23rd. After a 25-minute battle, UK angler Andy Hackett caught a colossal carp nicknamed the Carrot that weighed a staggering uh, 67 pounds at 4 ounces. Damn. Not only is it, but what's so unique about it is that this carp is a goldfish. Really? It is a 67-pound goldfish. Wow. The type you would get at a pet store or something like that. And Damn. somebody, um, uh, somebody, you know, obviously somebody threw it into a pond or wherever. I don't know if you, you can't see that. Uh-uh. Um but this looks like, I mean, it's huge. It looks like he's holding a dog, like a big dog. You Damn. Know? It's a massive thing, 67 pounds. Um, and uh, he caught it. Uh, it's Oh, this is apparently, this is the second largest of the type of a goldfish um, to be caught in, uh, the, the, in this area, I guess. Um, okay, so the fish is a hybrid of a leather carp and a koi carp. Um, so yeah, it's a part of it's a koi, um, and let's see. Uh, okay, so Hackett said to the BBC, uh, "I'm not going to do a, a British accent. I can do a passable, probably for an American British accent, but yeah. I don't know exactly what his accent would be because you know there are tons of different oh yeah accents within the UK. Yeah, so." Um, I don't really want to offend anybody, but uh, um, I'm, I'm, should, I'm tempted, but uh, all right. With your normal fish, you start. No, I better not. Yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with your normal fish, you struggle to see them. Uh, <laughs> with your normal fish. You struggle to see them if they're under the surface, but the carrot is obviously bright orange, so you can't miss. Uh, it's a much sought-after fish. Uh, not many people have caught it. It is quite elusive. Um, so yeah, so wow. That's a uh, um. Okay, so it's at a fishery, right? So they put the fish in, they put it in the stock mm-hmm. um, of this fishing area that is um, a Blue Water Lakes. Um, it's a, like a private resort or private fishing okay. spot yeah. there. And um, they put this fish in 20 years ago. Wow. 
and uh, different cover. People have tried to catch it, but nobody's caught it. And then, boom, he landed it. I mean, and, yeah, uh, that, that's a big ass fish. I mean, uh, I've caught a fifty-five pound. Not caught. I caught is a very loose term, but a fifty-five pound catfish, and that was huge. Yeah, um, the average goldfish weighs less than a pound, but the species can reach much bigger proportions on varying circumstances. Uh, basically, a goldfish, a regular old goldfish, if given room um, and given, you know, and, and it's healthy, has good water, you know, good temperatures, good climate, well fed. Uh, regularly as in good health and given enough room, it will basically not stop growing. Um, that's kind of the idea yeah. is, yeah. is it's, um, yeah. so, you know, I mean, again, this, this, this goldfish, um, in this guy's hands looks like it's at least, um, I would say from, uh, nose to tail, um, at least a yard, at least three feet three and a half feet wow, long. It's not long. Damn. That's a big, big ass fish. It is a big old fish. Damn. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the, the, the fish that you have in your tank grow to the size of its environment. So yep. um that's amazing. Very cool. Um all right, well I've got one here and uh this is pretty interesting. This is from the archaeologist.org from December fourth. Scientists have successfully recreated a dinosaur from chicken DNA. You will not believe what we're about to tell you. Scientists have just created the very first dinosaur chicken, or dino chicken. Using chicken DNA, they've proven how evolution works, and we we might just see dinosaurs roam the earth again. It's our one chance to live out a real-life version of Jurassic Park, which is exactly where my mind went. Mm-hmm. So join us in the video. So there's a video that they have, and I, I encourage you guys to go look at it. It's, uh, again, the archaeologist.org. And that's frightening in some way because, um, man, uh, you know, uh, you start seeing, like, uh, these a lot of folks that work in this field we started coming back to the idea that a lot of these large dinosaurs could have have feathers, you know, mm-hmm. they could have been birds, you know, um, of course there's a lot of birds, a lot of species of birds and, uh, to have gigantic birds running, you know, people don't, I don't know, they don't pay attention to this much, but, but, uh, birds are pretty vicious <laughs> and, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and they are, uh, it's, it, I love watching birds, by the way. As, as an older gentleman, I, I really I enjoy sitting on my back porch and watching birds. They're, they're just beautiful to watch. And, but, yeah, man, it's, um, I don't know if I want to be, you know, I don't know if I want an eight-foot bird in my backyard. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's amazing science that it's done. Uh, but really, we, you know... We learn a lot from fiction. We learn especially yeah. a lot from science fiction. And we, you know, it, it would probably in all likelihood be, not be a great idea for us to bring back what was uh, the species uh, of several species of what was the dominant life form on this planet for so very long. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if they we had if they have adapted for our current um you know, climate, then, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, they can go all Godzilla on stuff. I mean, they're yeah. not as big as Godzilla, but there can be various ones that are big. And again, um, you know, we don't, we, we just don't know enough about their behavior, their actual behavior. Right. Um, then to, 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 you know, it's just, it's a very, very, it's a spectacular idea. It's very exciting. Uh, but it is just absolutely should be something to be done with the most caution. Um, yeah, because so they, they, they've and, talked about doing that with mammoths and mm-hmm. an elephant, <clears throat> right? Elephant DNA and like yep. trying to, which, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I there's a part of me that would love to see that. I would love oh, yeah. to see a freaking mammoth. You know what I mean? Oh, of yeah. Course. I would love to see real life dinosaurs. What are you getting Oh, me, yeah. Man? Fucking T-Rex. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But also at the same time, um, you know, human beings are, in general, um, we're pretty dumb. We do stupid things, yeah. you know, as a race, as an animal, right. um, all of us collectively. So, you know, yeah, yeah. you just see Jurassic World or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, animals escape from the zoos yeah. and escape from private zoos yep. and from the circuses and all that stuff. Yeah, all the time, dude. Yeah, you see, you see what yeah. an alligator and a crocodile can do. Yeah, yeah, and they can't even move that fast on right. land, right. dude. And you think like it's something like a Velociraptor, which is you know really probably not that big. But those things, you know, they moved fast. Big Their bodies are moving yeah, yeah, yeah. fast. And they're carrying around, you know, these giant, these razor-sharp claws, not just in their mouth, but, you know, yep. the, their actual claws that could just, you know, disembody oh. uh, a human or oh, yeah. a cow or something yeah. so quickly, dude. Killing so machines, quickly, man. So quickly, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, there was uh, my 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 wife was telling me that she went out to uh, to the Woodward area to go see one of her clinics. She does um, she's in wound care, and so she goes out to visit one of her clinics. And one of the doctors out there is actually a uh, a wild animal rehabilitation person, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had a, a a baby bobcat, and she got to play with it. And she was like, it was so cool. It was like, she was like, it was like our baby kitten, but like, you know, more, 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 you know? And, and yeah. you forget that like even a bobcat, which will get what, 25 pounds, something like that, which in the grand scheme of things, that's not that's on the scale of, small cat, yeah, but know, it compared will, to the big cats, yeah. it will fuck shit up. Oh man. yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know? So. Yeah, wild cool. animals, man. Yep. Even even domestic animals can, oh, yeah. you know, just really hurt people oh, yeah. big time. Big time, man. All right. Well, this is uh, from complex.com, uh, I think. Um, from November 24th, a British Columbia... Uh, a judge in British Columbia has canceled a marriage annulment uh, after discovering the ex-wife who appeared before the court was an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> so in an attempt to get his marriage annulled, uh, the husband used a woman to pose as his wife uh, over a remote audio connection. in <laughs> um, uh, Phone. Um of a phone call in a court to deny his ex-wife his pension 
uh, his pension benefits. Warren Zant of uh, a 76-year-old uh, Camp, 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 Camp Loops, British Columbia resident. Sorry if I Camp Loops, uh, if if you, if I got that wrong. Um, ha, uh, married his wife Gina Zant uh, in the Cook Islands in 1999, and the two separated two decades later. They filed an agreement that stated Gina. Zant would receive survivor benefits with Warren Zant's operating engineer's pension plan. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so in in November of 2021, Warren participated in a virtual court hearing where he appeared by telephone claiming that his ex-wife was also in the room with him. Uh, Warren Zant explained to Judge Dennis Horry uh, that their marriage in 1999 could not have been done legally due to Gina Zant not having been divorced from her ex-husband. Wow. Hori, Hori accepted these terms after viewing documents uh, that had Gina Zant's signature on them consenting to the annulment. He had not requested further proof that Gina's aunt was indeed the woman on the phone. So, Warren Zant sent a copy of the annulment order uh, to the operating uh, engineer's pension plan. After the decision, Gina's aunt got wind of the annulment after uh, the administrator of the pension plan called to update her and uh, Gina was unaware of the court proceedings. So basically, this guy wanted to get his ex-wife off of his uh, will or his, you know, his pension plan that he would that he got, and uh, uh, he he hired somebody, another, another, a woman, to claim to be uh, his ex, and uh, he tried to get, I guess, it was annulment somehow, yeah. get it where you know she couldn't get his money. Um, That's funny, man. So, Desperate times. Yes. Um, um, so after Gina's aunt found out about the proceedings, Hori, Judge Hori, uh, assessed his decision. His scrutiny, uh, he scrutinized the original documents Warren's aunt had given him and verified the emails. Uh, that stated that Zant's marriage to Gina was fraudulent, later confirmed by the Canadian Embassy. David Paul, the lawyer for the pension plan, stated that the real Gina Zant was very pleased with Hori's decision. Yeah, because she got to keep the money. Yeah, man. Uh, So according to uh, Info News, Warren claimed that he was mentally incompetent incompetent in... uh, 2012, but in 2022 on social media, there are pictures of him and his new wife happily sightseeing in sightseeing in Mexico. Uh, so yeah, they'll return to court in January 2023. So yeah, so keep an eye on it. Yeah, dude. You know, um, 
it sounds like a slick plan, but it does not. That's not how it works here no, in, uh, in 2022, man. It's like you know, kind of a poor plan, in my opinion. Somebody's going to find out somewhere along the way. Great uh, idea, but execution. Poor execution. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. for sure. All right. Well, I got one from Politico, and um, this is from June 9th of uh, this year, and it is. Uh, new Territory, America's Top Aerospace Sleuths Join UFO Hunt. The country's largest organization of technical experts has concluded that recent inner, uh, in, incursion, incursions pose a uh, safety hazard to aircraft. America's top uh, engineers and scientists are joining forces to protect us from UFOs, which, I mean, it's, that's a legitimate worry uh especially with like uh our, when we updated our apparently our radar systems we were able to see these these craft in uh full view and apparently there's a lot of them and it happens it's these these things happen quite often uh the country's largest organization of government and private sector technical experts is launching a project to study unidentified aerial phenomenon after concluding that the recent incursions by mysterious craft pose a safety hazard to the military and commercial aircraft, according to people involved in the effort. The American Institute of Aeronautics and Aeronautic of, of, of Aeronautics and Aeronautics, I don't know, that sounds redundant to me, which includes among its members the country's largest defense and NASA contractors, has established three committees to study the technology, how incursions affect pilots and passenger safety, and to coordinate the, con- the government agencies and international researchers also focused on this topic. We're stepping into a new territory, Ryan Graves, a former Navy fighter pilot and uh, defense contractor who is... Uh, chairing IAAA's Unidentified <laughs> Aerospace. Phen- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's co-chairing the uh, the IAAA uh, uh, Unidentified Aerospace Phenomenon Community of Interest. He's joined by Ravi. I'm not even going to attempt his last name. Kaparupa, Rupu, a planetary scientist. At NASA, who is studying the potential uh, habitability of Earth-like planets, the topic is not for everyone. Adds Graves, he came forward uh, with his own experience with UFO, with UFOs hovering over his F A eighteen Hornet fighter jet in nineteen era in two thousand fourteen and two thousand fifteen. It is not about forcing people to look into this. If they are not ready yet, people have uh, come to terms with this. Um, he says uh, there there is more than we can handle right now. Describing that he have uh, they've come forward to lend their expertise and running uh, the gamut from people that have thirty plus years at NASA to non traditional members from the tech community. Um, so. You know, uh, the story that I had heard was that we would get glimpses of these um, these things, these UAPs, um, and then when we updated our radar systems, uh, suddenly we can see them everywhere. And so, 
obviously that's a concern. Pilots have been, you know, sort of under the radar, so to speak, speaking of these types of things that they see as they're out there and they're flying. But to a large extent, who are you going to report it to? They didn't have a government entity to do that. So I like this. I like that we're actually going to, you know, we've created an organization now that can do this in depth, you know, which takes time. It takes time. I'm sure it takes money to do this stuff, man. So I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's one of those things that where it's, they're being encouraged to make reports rather than discouraged yeah, they were 100%. for so very, very, very long. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's good stuff. It's good. And, you know, hopefully it will be uh, fruitful and beneficial for, yep. for us to learn more about Absolutely. what's going on in the skies above. Absolutely. So, all right. I've got another story from Reuters. And uh, Spanish Stonehenge emerges from uh, drought-hit dam. Ooh. And let me try to say this. Properly. Caceres. Spain, August 18. Uh, this is... This, this story happens there in... Caceres, Spain. Uh, a brutal <laughs> summer has caused havoc uh, for many rural in uh, Spain for, you know, the, the basically massive drought. And uh, but one of the unexpected uh, side effects of the country's worst drought in decades, decades uh, has delighted archaeologists. Uh, the emergence of a prehistoric stone circle in a dam whose water line has receded. Very cool. Wow. Officially known as uh, the Dolmen of... Guadalcanal. Um, oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have it in my word thing. Okay. <clears throat> Officially known as the Dolmen of Guadalcanal, but dubbed the Spanish Stonehenge, uh, the circle of dozens of megalithic stones is believed to date back to somewhere around 5,000 B.C. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, it currently sits fully exposed in one corner of the Valican, Valdecanas Reservoir in the uh, central province of Casuras. Or however she said it, uh, where authorities say the water level has dropped to 28% capacity. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to be... This quote from archaeologist Enrique, Enrique uh, Sadio. It's a surprise. It's a rare opportunity to be able to access it. Uh, of course. Uh, he's from uh, Spain's uh, one of one of Madrid's universities. Uh, another word that I com, uh, complutense complutense university in Madrid. Um, and he's one of the experts of uh, the study. He's in the study to get this for this emerging thing. It was first. Oh, oh. So it was discovered in Germ by a German archaeologist. Arche- 
God, I don't know what's happening to my mouth today. Uh, it was discovered. It was discovered by German archaeologist uh, Hugo Obermeier in 1926, but. Uh, the area flooded in 1963 in a rural development project under uh, uh, Francisco Franco's uh, dictatorship. Um, but you can go and, ooh, wow, go and look at these. And it's like, yeah, it's like, um, it's similar to Stonehenge, except they're, they're all just these vertical rocks. They're massive. They're not, the you know, teed off, right, but right. they're kind of like, it almost looks like a, a graveyard for giants, maybe. Wow. Um, I wonder if there's really a, cool. I wonder if there's a celestial alignment thing to them. I don't know. Um, so dolmens are vertically arranged stones, usually supporting a uh, supporting a flat boulder. So usually, I get uh, they're supporting a boulder, a flat on the top. Um, Although uh, scattered across Western Europe, little is known about who erected them. So there's lots of these around, but nobody knows. Um, you know, at least nobody's admitting to knowing or postulating exactly what it could be. Um, uh, it's offsided the theory that um, there they could be tombs, as human remains are found in or near uh, many of these. Um, so. Climate change has left the Iberian Peninsula uh, at its driest in uh, 1,200 years, and winter rains are expected to diminish further, a study published by uh, Nature Geoscience Journal showed. So it looks like these will be out for a while, and, you know, um, it's uh, it's really, I mean, it's it's it's... it's really amazing one of the things that is happening in our world is that we're having all of these uh, we're having droughts we're having this, this climate change so we're having sea lines change and lake beds and change and ocean uh, 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 glaciers melting and so we're discovering all sorts of archaeological finds yeah. because of this climate change and it's really fascinating but it's also it's not great but there's some really cool stuff that's coming out of it that we're always finding yeah. more new things uh, from this stuff so yeah definitely uh, I think it's really cool, and it always, anytime you find a or rediscover something, especially something that's that old and mysterious, yeah, um, and weird, well, we just love it. Yeah, very cool, very cool. cool. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. I don't know that, uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but they've released some of the JFK, some some of the more the the, uh, the documents, but they've also redacted and withheld a bunch that they were supposed mm. to release. And um, 
I think the consensus mm. is pretty clear that you know the the CIA had him killed or were involved in some way. Yeah. And um, I don't know what you do with that. It's like a, a, a government, a country that's willing to kill, assassinate a president the way that they did it also, which is pretty horrific. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, well, one, you know, yeah, I saw that in the news and that it was coming out, but I didn't think there was going to be any big reveals. Just, you know, I think we all kind of knew that. Just like with uh, the when the the UFO, UAP files right. broke, I didn't think right. there was going to be anything brand new. Not too really. Um, but um, with, with JFK, it wasn't the country, though, that killed you know that it killed him because the country loved him. No, I know, know? that. I, I know that. It but, was but the they, government. It they, was the it was the intelligence agency. It yes. was CIA. It was Herbert Hoover. It was people who were scared of that he was going to get more radical and get more pro, uh, politically progressive and try to do more things for civil rights and all that stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, they were scared of him, and they were scared of him because they thought that he would report to. The Pope, you know, which is silly, um, but uh, you know, people people had big time prejudices against Catholics back, you know, even as as recent as back there in the sixties. So, uh, for whatever reasons, I don't understand that crap. But I mean, um, I would like, I would love to see, and we'll never know, but I would love to see the real reason. The real reason that all that happened, like mm-hmm. why, why was he a target? Um, I read it. It's funny because you go down these rabbit holes, man. And I and I got, I read a little snippet that um, someone had written about their father. That was he worked for the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the people that had access to the documents. And he became a writer. Mm-hmm. He he um, he 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 got his like I think he got a PhD in history or something like that. But like he said that as he became a, an, an older man, he always tried to speak to his dad about that kind of stuff. And of course, his dad isn't going to reveal much. But like he said that when his dad passed away, he, he was like a very troubled person. Yeah. He's, he's like he just. He, he knew that there was something that never set well with him. And um, it just, uh, I think it's sad, obviously, that, um, that, that these things, you know, back in the day, like you take even my mom and dad, my mom was telling me how much love, um, you know, even Republicans had for him. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was a great unifier. And if you if if you if you were to say when this happened that the CIA was involved, no one would have believed it. I mean, it just Absolutely sounds not. so far fetched. Yeah. And the fact that we are where we are, it's you know over 
what what the the theory was is that okay <clears throat> they're going to release this stuff once everyone involved with the case is dead well everyone is dead but they're still not going to release it and mm-hmm. obviously i think it's strategic because you know what that could do for the psyche of the of the country mm-hmm. um but uh ultimately they don't want to uh take responsibility for what happened yeah i mean like you were saying he was a great unifier. He was a president that people were inspired by. You know, he he did things, and he was uh, his ambitions were getting big. You know, he, yeah. he wasn't always the greatest president, but you know, his ambitions were to do things, and he inspired the nation and in the world. You know, he inspired people, and there are you know the list of potential. Um, you know, people who actually went after him and had him done, were, you know, from ranged from the mafia, um, you know, as a, trying to get back at his uh, at his brother for cracking down on you know them or or other reasons. You know, there the the CIA, uh, the Russians, obviously the Communist Party, not just necessarily the Russian Communists, but the Communists, this you know in uh, like Cuba and all these places, right. You know, I mean, so there's and there was and countless others. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, so many people were, and still probably, you know, I mean, people are more open about saying stuff now that at least general public stuff, you know, about saying uh, stupid things that. Which, by the way, if you say you want to, you know, assassinate the president or anything like that, that's illegal. I mean, they, you, you yeah. can get arrested for that shit. So. You know, be careful. Um, but um, with Kennedy, you know, he was such a rising star, and he was going to be changing things. And the old pow- people in power who had been there, you know, since basically World War II, 20 years at this point, you know, they didn't want to give it up. 20 years or more. They didn't want to give it up. They didn't want things to change, They didn't, especially so radically at that point in time. But... You know, we'll never know exactly who it is. My favorite, I mean, I think everybody's probably gone down the JFK oh, rabbit sure. hole one or two, well, at least once yeah, in their yeah, lives, yeah. you know, especially our audience. Right. You know, I would figure at least you've seen the movie JFK or something about it, or at least, you know, the Seinfeld episode. Right. Um, right. Which is a classic. But um, back into the left, back into the left. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, um, it, it's one of those things that <laughs> I, you know, all the different angles that you can investigate it from. There's so many, you know, when, there's so many open possibilities. One of my my favorite recent one though is um, Marcus Sparks' theory from last podcast on the left. Uh-huh. Um, if you never listened to their JFK series. They did uh, a couple years ago now, I think. Um, long, long, and they deep dive in, dive in, deep dive into the history, to the conspiracies, to everything, and they basically come up with um, there was a bumbling secret serviceman who accidentally did it, who accidentally yeah. shot, it. and and then the, that's why there's a big cover up because they fucked up and. Well, yeah. I mean that—that that certainly. I mean that when I think about it, it's like 
that certainly could be a possibility. I mean, yeah. because like just the way that it was executed, I was like, why couldn't they do that under a different circumstance? Like, why not just poison him or something like that? Why do it in public like that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in such a brutal way, man? Like, yeah, if high definition yeah. cameras existed. Uh, I mean, that footage, it's already brutal enough, but that footage would not be, I mean, you, you know, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to watch that, man. It'd yeah, be, you yeah. know, too much, but it's just weird. There's just so many weird things. Why was he, Lee, Harvey Oswald, who obviously they were keeping tabs on, why mm-hmm. wasn't he, you know, more scrutinized and... um all those things, man. There's obviously not one person where he was at position could have could have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all those things, man. But uh, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. It's you know, it's it's a, it'll be a, a mystery for the ages. You know, I mean, we'll never have the official answer. Um, I mean, you can't blame the president either, like either one of the presidents, you know, because because Trump kicked the can down to Biden, and Biden decided to kick the can again. Who's going to want to touch that? I mean, our own government was involved in this. They're not going to want to release documents showing how it was done. My God. (laughs) If they're capable of doing that, if that's what happened, if that's really what happened, you know, obviously, I read a quote the other day, and it was, I can't remember who it was by, but it was like, whatever you think your government is capable of, it's way worse. Yeah. It's way worse, and you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know, I mean, we know power corrupts, and that power is the most addictive drug uh, that there is on this planet. Power gets you everything you want, you know, or and um, it's, you know, it's abused so easily. So, but, I mean, if you go and look at the how the general public reacted to Kennedy's death, I mean, it's one of those watermark days that everybody yeah. remembers exactly, exactly where they were just like 911 they found out yeah. just like 911 and and in many cases just like the uh, OJ verdict right you that's know? true too for, yeah. for kind of for our generation as that's well that's true too yeah you know that's one of those moments that everybody knows exactly where they were um you know, and and it's or or the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, even you know, I mean right. these major events that happened, um, or you know the Challenger shuttle, um, you know, yep. all these major events happens, but you know, but the the way the public reacted when he died, the country mourned, like the country was like in shock and you know everybody was so upset, you know, men and women crying. In public, you know, yeah. and just, yeah, it's you know wild. So yeah. you know, will we ever have a president that creates that kind of a feeling again? I don't know. Um, and if we do, do should we trust him? But <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? yeah, you don't. I mean, yeah, you can't be too good for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. That's the sad thing about it. You know, I mean, anybody who really, really, really wants to be the president should really be uh, scrutinized. Oh yeah, you're, there's something you know? ro- there's something wrong with you for sure. Definitely for yeah. sure. Yeah, because if, I would imagine if you have genuine um, altruistic. Uh, political, you know, um, uh, 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 the word is escaping me. Um, 
altruistic political intentions. You know, that's just, uh, <laughs> it's just going to, you're only going to run into a wall and you're really not going to be able to climb too much because um, there are too many people out there working. If you're not going to work for them, they're working against you. And of course, yeah. you're talking lobbyists and big business and people who grease palms and put money in, you know, to uh, political, to senators and, you know, political office people bribery and all that shit. And we, we may not want, we all know it happens, and yet we don't do anything about it, really. Yeah, well, I mean, we can't. We're powerless, yeah. really. Right. And, and, and any normal person doesn't have the stomach for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the Congre- Congress just makes up rules to protect them from yep. whatever, you know, um, yep. I'm I'm hoping that they they will start least getting cracking down on the insider insider trading thing. Oh my god! Uh, because that's just been ridiculous. Oh, and that's it's... all parties, all of them, man. Oh, 100 percent. Probably every single freaking one of them there in Congress. That's the whole but, purpose of getting it. I mean, that's that's the meal ticket, dude. You you get elected into office and you got to You're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're you're good, man. You know. Anyway, I know that the real story is. Um, the uh, vagina on a chip story mm-hmm. that everyone's, oh. you know what I mean? That's the real story. Yeah, yeah Barry told me, you know, uh, about he's been sent by this uh, this article numerous times, and um, I'm now in his position where I know nothing about the vagina on a chip. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know I, if that's a... Uh, it's very... Or, well, it, yeah, there's not a... Let's get into it a little bit because it's um, it's certainly worth going over. And of course, the link that I have isn't going to let me read the full story. But apparently, uh, researchers at the Wyss Institute uh, at Harvard University have engineered the first ever v- vagina on a chip in the world that replicates the human vagina tissue microenvironment in vitro. I mean, okay, so <laughs> we have basically it's a it's a womb and vagina and womb on a on a microchip. Is that it? On a, or what kind on of a chip? I think it's actually a potato chip. Uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> Wait, I'm, really? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking. Hold on. No, no, no. It's a uh, no. Maybe maybe it is a microchip. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a full article here. <laughs> I'm so in the dark. I did. Oh man. Okay. I mean, right now, I'm. Th- there's. I hope it's not a potato chip because I mean, immediately, <laughs> okay. immediately, my my mind goes to. Uh, well, you know, if you need to, to salt and vinegar chips, but, but still, this, go ahead, go ahead, it go doesn't ahead. doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, it would be the first time that scientists or engineers created something. Yeah, man. That I mean, makes no sense, especially you know, they, like putting in. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. They've grown an ear in the freaking petri dish, so. Well, that makes more sense because you know people lose an ear. You can put an ear, but a vagina on a on a Pringles, man. You yeah, know? it's uh, weird. That's weird. Uh, okay, this is from Scientific American. Scientists develop uh, what they say is the world's first vagina on a chip, which uses living cells and bacteria. To mimic the microbial environment of the human v- vagina, it could help to test drugs against bacterial vaginosis, mm-hmm. a common micro 
micro, microbial imbalance that makes millions of people more susceptible to sexually transmitted diseases and puts them at the risk of preterm delivery when pregnant. I'm assuming it's microchip. Uh, the so-called organs on a chip mimic real bodily functions, okay. making it easier to study disease and, and test drugs. Previ- previous examples include models of the lungs and the intestines. In this case, the tissue acts like that of a real vagina in some important ways. <laughs> It Sorry. even it, I, no, I know. I mean, That's, there's a whole like. I, I don't mean to be a seventh grader and laugh at that. Dude, it's kind of funny. Can you imagine the industry if you decided to? You know, they have all these like sex toys and stuff. You know, the sex mm-hmm. toys industry. Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, let's. I mean, back in the day, there used to be something called the pocket p word, right? And uh, pocket cat, yeah, Um, pocket kitty cat, and it was a big seller. So this would be huge. Was it a big seller, Barry? Well, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't. I never had one. But anyway, I don't know. Um, When I first heard this, I'm like, a vagina on a chip, huh? And and like you know, my mind goes to potato chips, and I don't know why. I didn't know if this was something that you were supposed to. Uh, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road. You don't eat it, Barry. You okay, don't eat well, it. I know what you're saying. Just, you, you're I going just, there. You don't I eat mean, it, it makes you, sense. It, That's well, the logical leap. If, yeah. <laughs> my mind went to microchip. I will, I will say when scientists you make a chip, usually it's going to be a microchip. You I'm know, just. I'm just know. not. Again, I'm not that smart. No, no. You are. You are. It's just. Uh, you know. You just. You maybe you're hungry. Um, <laughs> or uh, that, and that could be a double talk. I suppose. But uh, but oh, yeah. Man. So this is. Uh, I did not know that we had all sorts of different kind of. Um, organs on chips. You know. I didn't either. Uh, which sounds like something you could get at a. Uh, you know, like a a really authentic uh, Mexican restaurant. You know, because we get the tongue and the uh, the what and the, the the intestines. What do they call that? Tripe. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But um, and eat, and I'm not trying to be. Um, I'm not making any kind of. A, I'm not trying to make that a, 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 any kind of a stereotypical or racist joke. I'm. You know, you could get. The, the good authentic places you can get the internal organs you can get yeah 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 i don't eat it because i'm a, I'm a uh, you know vegetarian for the most part but, yeah uh, anyway um i didn't realize that we had lungs and we had these kind of you know these little these organ material organ tissue kind of things on chips that we could use to study yeah um Interesting, you know, for science, you know, I mean, that's real. That's a breakthrough, um, because I mean, obviously, like you, you don't have to try things on people if you could try it on the on these little, yeah, you know, test subject things that aren't that are just like the right. parts and not the people, right? You know, yeah, you can get an idea before you move to human trials, you know, right? Um, so. 
so I think that's really great, and I think that's you know if they can grow a, a part of it, they can eventually start growing you know the whole thing, you know, and um, not just you know not just vaginas but lungs and you know livers and all these things that you know yeah we need that need to be replaced and that you know hearts and all of the good stuff you know uh, because we are as we discussed. Uh, in this episode, we're inching closer to a type of immortality or near immortality. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah. who knows, I mean, man? I hope. I mean, maybe I might put an order in for a new penis, you know? Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Jesus gave you that penis for a reason. Give Mary. me. <laughs> well, I want the I want the John Holmes model, please. <laughs> but consult your wife first. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, if you're married or have a partner, you know, consult them first before you go augmenting your organs um, that are, you know, shared. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Me, I'm solo. I can do it all. Hey, you man. Know, yeah. Flinging around. I can yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Who knows what I could, I mean, but, uh, you know, uh, 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 that's yet to be determined. Um, get that, but, you know, get that dirt, that dirt diggler, I, you know? Do I need to? Though? <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> hey Barry. Yeah. Have you ever seen have you ever seen a goat sucker? What? Goat sucker. Chupacabra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't seen one personally, but I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. If anybody's got a goat sucking story, wait, if you got a goat sucker story, we want to hear it. If you got a Bigfoot story, we want to hear it. If you got a Loch Ness Monster story, or a Lake Champlain story, or Ogo Pogo story, or uh, an Oingo Boingo story, wait, that that was an 80s band. Anyway, you got a weird cryptid story, we want to hear it. I didn't even know what a cryptid was, man. Yeah, dude, cryptids. They're like uh, the animals that haven't been necessarily proven by science. They're the ones on the edge. You know, they're not necessarily known animals, but they're known animals. We don't have the bodies or anything like that. So they're kind of like half myth, half story based in reality, but still in that weird mystery area that we don't know about yet. Cryptids are fun. As always, it's been a weird year. It's always weird. You can always find weird, interesting stories out there, and and some of them are lighthearted. Some of them are a little bit more on the serious side, but uh, you kind of need a culmination of all those things to uh, to to realize that uh, we're just happy and should be happy to be where we are. And we should be uh, joyful that we have another day to experience the weird world that we live in. Indeed. We love these strange stories that we hear, the news, and the personal experiences from you, our listeners, and our friends, and our guests, storytellers, obviously. And we, we tell you that every week. And we like sharing these weird news stories uh, with you because some of them, you know, uh, we we could use some explaining on, maybe some expertise, some help. So if there's anything, if you are an expert on the vagina on a chip or the JFK assassination or any of the other news stories uh, that we covered, 
um, you know, send us an email, let us know what's up, or you can also, um, you know, you can call us on the hotline. Uh, and if you want to, you can call us on the hotline and wish us a happy uh, twenty, happy New Year's, twenty twenty three. I'm ready for twenty twenty three to come in, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can call us on that hotline at five one three nine zero nine nine eight two one. Make that hotline bling, and um, or you can email us at wyws. EOD at gmail.com. I should know that. I check it every day. Um, or you can contact us through our social media, which is Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, maybe. Who knows? By the time this goes out, Twitter could be completely inflamed. Or, you know, who knows who will get banned next for whatever reason that, uh, uh, that, uh, that our uh, wannabe Iron Man. Uh, in charge over there uh, is doing, but uh, hey, that's his toy. Let him play with it, right? Tw- Twitter should have been uh, demolished a long time ago. Oh, I th- it, it was fucked before he ever gotten a hold of it. But uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. But uh, um, but hey, you know we're we're uh, curmudgeonly old men in that aspect, right? Um, but we do like talking to you and we like hearing from you and that makes us not uh well i guess maybe that still makes us old men i don't know i'm gonna be it's crazy barry i'm gonna be uh 29 uh next year it's amazing i can't i can't believe the time flies yeah yeah my daughter my daughter's catching up to you yeah i know i know um but uh, you know, I am. Uh, I'm not. I, I think, man. Who knows how old I would be if I was on that planet that has that you know, go, has a, a two was a two day orbit. Who knows how I would be? Yeah, but, you might. Uh, you might be more close to five hundred or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or fifty. You know, or by 50. the way, by the way, forty nine. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Weirdsville, once again, you guys made this a spectacular year. All of our storytellers, we can't think enough. We had so many great storytellers um, and so many great fellow podcasters, um, you know, and who supported us and um, and we support them. Uh, it's just been another joy to uh round out our, our our fifth year and uh you know as we did this celebrate our fifth year and going into the sixth and uh it doesn't seem like it but at the same time you know it it does uh, but those of you who've been with us since day one we appreciate you those of you who are with us for the first time hey you know what we appreciate you too absolutely um, you guys are awesome and uh, all around. So we just want you to know how much we really do appreciate you and, uh, for being here uh, every week or just once in a while or whatever. It you know if it's your first time, um, we thank you very much and uh, we hope uh, that you have a kick-ass 2023 and that uh, you accomplish all your goals and um, that you are able to uh, have a a wonderful year and um, you know, be strong like Bull! And be weird too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, big time. We want you to have a big time weird. 2023. All right, we're so we love you. We will see you uh, in the future. 
which is next week here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.